What excites me about this schedule is I feel like even more so than past years, this is a really nice mix of kind of like meat and potatoes, good educational talks for somebody working in our field, and like, frankly, just kind of like weird stuff. Yeah. Like just the weird things that are out there. Like, I'm really excited about it. See you at Demuxed. I'm Matt, the organizer of the SF Video Technology Meetup and the Demuxed Conference. And I'm Steve, creator of VideoJS, the open source video player. And I'm Phil streaming specialist at Mux in London and organizer of the London Video Technology Meetup. And you're listening to Demuxed, a podcast for and by engineers working with video. Demuxed is brought to you by Heavybit, a program dedicated to helping startups take their developer products to market. For more information, visit heavybit.com. We're always looking for topics, so if you have any suggestions or just want to tell us how wrong we are, you can find us on Twitter at Demuxed. So the last time we did a podcast was in January. Mm-hmm. So uh, the year of the podcast, yet again, <laughs> d- d- not not exactly what it was intended to be. It did not materialize. Did not materialize. We have put out some banger newsletters in the last year, though. I think. I think this year's newsletters. I think. I think. I'm, I'm enjoying our snarkiness on the Wild World of Video. They have got so sassy at this stage that I I can't believe it. We'll pull back covers a little bit. We've got like a Slack channel internally where we just dump all of these links and like don't commentate on them and then paste them into a newsletter. We're building a newsletter and then we, we get all anxious and like end up being really snarky or sarcastic <laughs> as we're writing out the, the commentary for all of these links we piled up over the previous month. I think usually, I, I think the commentary is good. I, I'm shocked that I haven't like I was every time we put one out, I'm expecting somebody to be like, I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> and so far we haven't gotten that. I think we usually try to be fair. Yeah, I think so. And I think the tongue in cheek usually comes through that people aren't insulted. But anyway, so if you aren't subscribed to the newsletter, just demux.com and now there's a bunch of like newsletter things that you can put in there. I don't know if you saw this in the last newsletter, Phil, uh, that went out very recently. The October newsletter. The October uh, newsletter? The October newsletter, which is probably just going to be one of like two emails that go out in October. Mm-hmm. I was like looking through our ticketing system and then found this like interested group. And I was like, what is this? And then I realized that there's like a newsletter sign up area in the, oh, in the ticket page and that's no. been there since 2016. We started using Tito in 2016. That doesn't do anything. I mean, it does something, it dumps. People into like basically a spreadsheet in the back end of Tito, oh, but it doesn't like it doesn't like go into the newsletter. So <laughs> there's a chance that somebody listening to this podcast just got their first newsletter after putting their email into a, to an interest form in, in 2016. Uh, wow! When I imported the list, most like half of the list was already either had been subscribed at some point, maybe had unsubscribed, mm. maybe their emails were bouncing, whatever else. So it wasn't like, you know, but it was hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of people that had put their email in here. So I'm very sorry that we didn't call you back for years. Wow. But you're in the fold now. So there you go. One of us. So is is that now never going to happen again? That is now never going to happen again. Okay. You're going to do it every time? Or did you fix it so it actually adds people automatically to the list? No, I'm going to have to do it every time. Okay. I don't know how to I don't know how to make it add things automatically to the list. Maybe I don't know. Well, every for for 8 years now, so we were coming up with the ninth demuxed, and for eight years of using Tito, I've I've been like, this year we're going to automate more things. Like we're going to automate yeah. like the process of making discount codes for like sponsors and stuff like that. 
and every year it doesn't happen. So maybe next year. Next year will not only be the year of the podcast, it will also be the year we finally automate Tito. I mean, better late than never, and a decade, a decade later, literally, <laughs> a decade later is certainly, oh. certainly late, uh, but better. It's weird, because it's like, I might be completely wrong here, but isn't it like, it'll be the 10th Demux, but not the 10th year, effectively? No, it'll be the, I don't, mm. what year was the first Demux? Oh, 2015? Exactly. So it's actually like the ninth numeric year. <laughs> Wait, how does that? Well, if you if work it out, we did one in 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. So it's like 10, 10 actual events, but it's only nine years. Everything that you have said <laughs> makes sense, and I don't know why. It's been like 10 years of planning, though. Yeah, it suddenly feels like it has been, that's for sure. Well, I, really, I think we started planning 2015, and uh, well, no, we probably started in 2015, to be quite honest. We started planning during 2015, I'm sure. We did. I think we probably, it was like the twinkle in our eye in end of 2014, maybe, but mm. we should probably acknowledge where Steve is here, too. Where is Steve? Uh, Steve's planning Demuxico, actually, right now. Oh, Planning or is on De Mexico? So he's just he's in Mexico, right? He's 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 researching beaches and event spaces and yes, tacos and yes, sangria. I'm sure that Steve is very disappointed mm. that he can't be in front of a computer on this podcast right mm-hmm. now because I think he is on a beach somewhere. I think it was his wife's birthday, and so they're uh, celebrating, which. Would have loved to be there. You're gonna say, uh, did you get an invite? Or <laughs> yeah, I got an invite. Okay. I was like, it's like the week before Debux. I can't, I can't do it, man. <laughs> there was that moment. It was like the kombucha, kombucha girl meme where I was like, ooh, oh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's the same as when everyone mentions going to Montevideo to us, and we're like, oh, well, how long's that flight again? No, right, it's. Free changes in 22 hours, <laughs> and then we all cry. No, listen, I can't, I shouldn't make any promises like this. I shouldn't say this on the podcast, but. You should definitely say it on the podcast. Make that commitment, Matt. I mean, Alex, I think Alex will actually kill me if we don't do it. She really, <laughs> she really wants to. Okay. Frankly. You're going to take so, two kids all the way down to Montevideo. I, I think the, the, one, the one kicker would be if we, if we did it, we're going to have to do like a solid month like we're just gonna have to make it a whole thing and like i don't know like do we try to rent out our place while we're there or something which freaks me out like you heard it here first kids go rob matt's house while he's in Montevideo next year. <laughs> i'll be staying there apparently <laughs> come back a little bit early fills in his like <laughs> filling his whitey tidies on uh on the couch eating cereal very confused why i'm back in time it's like oh oh i didn't oh hi uh, um Okay, we should probably actually do some preview stuff here. Yeah, okay. So Demuxed is in, what, uh, about a week uh, from probably when this is going to go out. And we have a packed schedule, right? Maybe we should talk a bit about the the schedule shape this year. It's a little bit different. Maybe just remind people what happened for those who haven't heard about our adventures this year. You told the story so well on Twitch the other night that I, I think you should tell it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know... Pack schedule, and I think I think I want to say that like, unfortunately, it was a pack schedule that was not intended to necessarily be like a fully packed schedule, because a piece of feedback that we'd gotten in past years was like, 
love all the content. It's amazing. But the hallway track is one of the things that's really important. Like I'd love more like breathing room, more like mm-hmm. more breaks, more time to like actually hang out. And so this year the big plan with the venue is we were going to do like two and a half days, start after lunch on the first day and start later on both other days and like have the mm. same amount or even less content but spread out over two and a half days instead of just two. Yeah. And then in roughly June, we got an email from our well, I started seeing the news reports being like, <laughs> is the Westfield Mall closing? And I was like, huh, that'd be unfortunate because our venue's in the Westfield Mall. I really hope it doesn't close. And then before the news actually broke, so we heard it, we heard it first, mm-hmm. no big deal, insider information, mm-hmm. um, bespoke the venue, uh, sent us email being like, we're closing down and liquidating uh, because the Westfield Mall is closing. Here's your deposit back, sorry. Mm-hmm. This is in like June. So mad scramble to try and find a new home for the conference this year. Uh, a few months out, like in-person events is, seems like it's really kind of back in the yeah. fall this year because like everything was everything was taken. Certainly everything kind of in that, you know, we were hoping for a configuration of like, you know, being able to be a hundred, couple hundred people bigger than last year's event. But anything in that kind of like 500 to 700 person range was just like not happening. Mm. But we were able to find a really amazing venue, Terra Gallery, they were close enough on the days so we could do two of the days, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, instead of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it's a little bit, you know, that's the venue can't like seated wise, it can't fit quite as many as we'd originally hoped, but like, uh, you know, it's okay. So it's a beautiful venue, absolutely beautiful venue. I mean, like, it's a venue I'd have loved to have used like earlier in Indie Muxed as well. So it's kind of nice to be able to use it now as well. Totally. And the sponsor area is going to be great. Like, mm. honestly, the split between the two, and there'll be food trucks outside for lunch. I think it's ultimately going to be really lovely, and it's in like a nice area of town. It's, I think yeah. it's going to be. I think it's going to be really nice. It's just like a the scramble didn't need that scramble in June and July, <laughs> but it also pushed everything back. Like it's kind of it was like why why a lot of our messaging kind of came a little bit later than we would have liked is because the scramble is like oh, there was a there was a a considerable amount of time where it's like are we gonna should we have the conference? Yeah, like, we don't know if we have a venue still. It's June. Like, should we? You know, cut bait on 2023 or do something fully online or something. And then luckily, Terra Gallery kind of came in at the last, in our darkest hour. Yeah. But I, you know, I think it's going to be lovely. It'll be lovely. It's, it's one of those things where it's, it's been made even like more difficult by Terra Gallery is, is wonderful, but it's also a super unpackaged venue for us. I don't know if those of you who, who remember where we were last year up in Westfield, up spoke. You know, a lot of that AV comes packaged with venue, which is which is great. Like it reduces dramatically, like what we end up spending on building something and doing that same like slash better build out of audio video in an empty space is incredibly expensive, um, <laughs> restrictedly expensive, and seems to have gone up. You know, two x since before the pandemic. I feel like. A lot of places are working very hard on on recovering what they lost during the pandemic, and I mean we're we're lucky we've ended up working with a great a great AV vendor who's been happy to work with us to to make something work within our budget, but it's still going to be a like a huge amount more work for us to build out in the venue we're in this year. Yeah, it is going to be better though. I mean, like it you is. know, bespoke yeah. for all of bespoke's amazing features, like. You know, we did get some, there was some feedback that like oh it'd be nicer if the projectors were. Mm-hmm. 
X or Y or whatever else. Yeah. So it is nice that we're going to have like a nice video wall this year yep. and like repeaters. Every there's going to be repeaters downstairs. I, you know, yeah. the AV experience I think will ultimately be better for attendees and viewers. Yeah, but the experience on our on the conference's wallet uh, <laughs> was suboptimal. <laughs> we have a wallet left. I, I think I thought it had been stolen. I could have been. Been robbed. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's some some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll be beautiful. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And even better this year, uh, Justin isn't going to have to juggle what is it eight MacBooks uh, behind the behind the curtain he was juggling last year. So that was uh, that was truly a turducken. There, <laughs> I don't even know. Like we had backup. Like there was a there was the presenter laptop. The backup presenter laptops slide loop for both types of slides, and then the slide loop, yeah. So that will not happen this year. Ed's coming back out too. I think we're going to do more stuff in his setup, which is going to be nice. Whatever. Yeah. The venue is going to be lovely. We got it working out. Oh, the other piece of the schedule shape though that that did mean is that we yeah we had to go from, going from two and a half to three. We'd already kind of made some like some plans around content. Mm. And so things are longer than we'd hoped. Yep. You know, it is like it did go back to being kind of that 945 to 530 5 to 6ish. Yeah. But with longer breaks, but there's more break. Yep, there's more breaks. Longer yep. lunch, yep. longer breaks. So I think we we were able to kind of try and do as best we could to still listen to feedback while keeping the keeping the amazing cohort of content that we had this year. Speaking of cohorts of content, mm-hmm. As a, as a preview, what are the talks that you're most excited about this year? Oh, I don't even know where to start this year. It's such a it's such an eclectic mix of talks this year that's made me like really excited. I know I say excited a lot in my life, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm pumped about so many of these talks. I'm actually going to say one of the pairs of talks I'm most excited about. This is a pair of talks in here. And I think it might kind of be the first time this has like really happened with any foreknowledge is we've got two talks about like assembly language. And I'm really pumped about those because like when Kieran found out he'd got a low level talk accepted and talked to Ronald who also had like a assembly language talk selected, like, hey, we're going to like use Karen's talk as like setting a load of the background to teach people. I think the title is Demuxed Baby's First Assembly Language Function or something like that, which is super cool. Um, I'm looking forward to learning how to do that. But then, yeah, I think um, Ronald's going to go like a lot deeper on um, some of that stuff as, as it affects like David and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that as like a pair of talks. We don't often get pairs of talks. I think it's baby demuxed. Baby demuxed. Not demuxed babies. I don't I don't know why I think that's an important distinction. Matt, you literally like... had a demuxed baby. <laughs> I did have I yes, I had a demuxed baby. Yeah, I think I, I mentioned this on the on the preview with like the streaming on streaming folks the other day. But like I think this what excites me about this schedule is I feel like even more so than past years, this is a really nice mix of kind of like meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Good educational talks for somebody working in our field, yeah. And like, frankly, just kind of like weird stuff, yeah. Like just the weird things that are out there, like borderline not really useful, <laughs> but still like really good. And I don't know. So like, you know, I I think uh, Sat Marie's talk, like he he, mm. that's a his whole thing on shoving V eight into FFmpeg is filtered. Like 
you know, he he hacked that together years ago, and we're finally like actually going to talk about it on stage, which I think is. I won't say the name of who said it, even though I think I've actually said it publicly already. Uh, but looking through the reviews of the talks, the, one of the comments on that on that talk was, "This is disgusting." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who wrote that feedback as well. <laughs> and then let's see Vanessa, who has brought the heat on like the the, the cool out there talks every year, yeah. and she's such a good speaker. But she hurt like that steganography talk. I think that's going to be. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be amazing. Yep. On the useful side of things, like Victoria's talk about AI and copyright law, like yeah, it, it harkens back to in 2017, the committee like was like we need to talk on patent pools because patent pools, mm. you know, they've never gone away. They've always been a big discussion, but especially that because I think HEVC was kind of just started. Like AV1 mm. was 2013, right? So I think that had started getting a little bit of. It felt like patent pools were particularly having a like there was a, the discussion about patents was kind of at a fever pitch in 2017, and so we had a lawyer come in to talk about these patent pools and what they meant. So I'm excited about that for like kind of this AI world what we're seeing. I think the other one like for me is well, I mean, I feel like I could just name all of them obviously, <laughs> but just thinking like thematically a little bit more, there is quite a lot of MOQ content in here, media over quick content. And that is something that I am like low-key passionate about. Like I'm really interested to see if MOQ is just the replacement for segmented streaming. Like is that just the next thing that replaces HLS and Dash entirely? It's MOQ, maybe. So like the buzz seems to be there based <laughs> on a, how many times hey, there's a hot take. But like the buzz seems to be there based on like the submissions we got. <laughs> um and I'm really excited. I think Jordy's going to talk about MOQ. Who else is going to talk about? As Jordy from Meta is going to talk about MOQ. Mike English. Mike yep. English. Yeah. Just going to talk about MOQ. And I think there's MOQ is going to be at least mentioned in a couple others. I'm yeah, sure. Definitely. And there's just a lot of like, you know, low latency is obviously still making it. I'm, I'm excited about a lot of the client side, like the interesting sides of client side stuff. There was one that was like, unfortunately, the speaker was like had to pull out because mm. they were a little bit worried about. A relationship with their past employer because they, I think they'd done some of the, they'd done the work on weekends while at a previous employer that there was theoretically, I don't know, it, it felt like one of those like I can't believe that the law would actually ever <laughs> say you can't speak about this, but you know, I, I totally understand why they. We've all seen Silicon Valley. Yeah, I get why they were cautious about not doing it, but they were going to talk about like web codecs and thumbnailing. That was I thought going to be interesting. There, but there's, I think there's a bunch of really interesting talks about. Kind of the edges of what we're seeing in the client right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you think about like how how far web codex has come, like how many web codex talks that we we saw as well, and like there's some really cool ones in there that I think are going to like. We can do so much more on a client. I, I somebody showed me a demo who shall remain nameless at IBC of like, oh yeah, we threw out all of our low latency HLS stuff and just do it in web codex. I'm a client now, and it's like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, what? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, LL dash. Web Codex, uh, and we're running it on the iPhone as well. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, that stuff's really exciting. Oh, you know, you know, one that we we can actually kind of announce it here mm-hmm. because we haven't. I don't think we've talked about it publicly. But another one that I think is going to be fascinating, and I think the timing is great. We've got an amazing keynote speaker mm-hmm. from somebody that was there from the beginning, talking about kind of that that untold story of. Google's foray into open source 
Codex and and you know the kind of the beginnings of AV1, which I think is going to be. I'm really excited about it, especially given the you know I I think it made even more sense because we'd started talking. He was like, okay, here's here's the different things that we could we could talk about. So yeah, Jeremy Doig, uh, and I'm so sorry, Jeremy, if I'm saying that name wrong. We've only we've only been emailing, and so if if that's if that's incorrect, please correct me before we get on stage. Um, but you know, Jeremy, amazing career through from Google through Disney most recently, mm. and you know, wealth of knowledge about the industry. But talking specifically about kind of that time and that you know the early years of Google's foray into open source mm-hmm. codecs and and things along those lines. So I think. I think that's gonna be interesting. It's even better when I was looking at like when I was writing up the 10th anniversary for SF Video. And one of the newsletters we talked about, like this month was the 10th anniversary of SF Video. Here's what was happening in 2013, the year it got started. Oh my gosh. And it was facet. That was the year that AV1 was like <laughs> formally announced. Yeah. That was the year that H265, I think, was formally announced. Wow. The same same year. I remember. I remember sitting in. I and I. I believe you because I remember sitting in um, the Zencoder office with. I think it was Yuri and Alex Converse talking about what at the time was going to be VP10, and then it being like like Alex. I think being like, well, actually, it's kind of not going to be VP10. It's, like, it's going to be AV1. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like that whole like early moment of like, oh, things are about to to change a bit more. Um, the other things that I'd listed in this list that happened in 20, 2013, just to put this in perspective. Oh my lord. Edward Snowden. <laughs> uh, Higgs boson was confirmed. Oh, okay. Uh, H265 finalized and standard, finalized as standard, VP9 was released, and Vine was released. Whoa. Like that was like Vine was launched that year. Wow. Yeah. Two bros chilling in a hot tub. <laughs> that didn't come until three years later. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got a date on that. <laughs> I have like one more talk that I'm pumped about. Okay. Just because it's like so, so like endlessly relevant and cyclical is like Quentin talking about just the endless cycle of replacing transcoder infrastructure. <laughs> and like Quentin's a longtime guy at Vimeo, great guy, longtime friend of the, the community. And I'm looking forward to like, I, I always love a good like war story and like horror story of like endless pain. And I feel like uh, this is going to be a, Another one of those. Yes. I don't know what it's like having to like keep rebuilding video infrastructure every few years. Have you ever had to do that, Matt? No. No. Cool. No, no. Uh, but it's, so it'll be interesting to hear somebody's perspective on what that's like. So yeah, some we've had some I think we kind of touched on this, but like, frankly, be transparent. Like finances have been weird this year in the sense of like needing to kind of jump to a holistically more expensive venue. The venue venue is great, everybody working with is great, but like we just needed to do more. Yep. So costs went up. Our ability to like sell more tickets went down, yep. <laughs> and I think like a lot of our historically a lot of our sponsorship budget has come from people's recruiting and like yep. being like having a room full of video engineers hiring for their video team, yep. and so a lot of our sponsors have really enjoyed having a table, being in the room with with those folks. And I've actually lately I've heard some like really heartwarming stories of people that like their career is kind of on the back of Demuxed in some way, like <laughs> like a big shift or a big like inflection point, which I love to hear. But yeah. anyway, so the sponsors are more important than ever this year. We've had a few folks kind of come in here at the last minute too, which has been yep. heartwarming to see. But so our gold sponsors this year, CDN77 and AWS. Silver sponsors are LivePeer, Qualabs, Akamai, TestDevLab, Sieve, and Netflix. And then our bronze sponsors are Fastly, Paramount Streaming Tech, Broadpeak.io, and Alluvio. 
Yeah. It's like a that's a nice cohort. It's a lovely cohort. So we have a few more. We have a few more. Like if you want to squeeze yourself in here yep. in the last in the last couple minutes, we'd love to have you. Just sponsor at demux.com. I think that's right. Yep. The other stuff we should talk about, Video Tech Week SF, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's really taken off as a name, but we're gonna mm-hmm. keep going with it. You keep repeating it and eventually it will. Yeah. Tons of stuff happening that week, the same week. So we've got the HLS Interest Group on Friday. You went to that last year, right? I wasn't over there last year. I went for a year before. Oh, that's right. Do you want to talk through what that's like at all? Yeah, it's a really great opportunity to meet with like-minded people who care a lot about HLS. Um, Turns out I'm not the only person in the world who who cares so deeply. Great opportunity to get in a room with not only a bunch of Apple engineers actively working on both the spec and the implementation on Apple's side, but also get in a room with, with everyone else who's using it as well at scale. The last time we we spent a lot of time working through the low latency standard, and obviously quite a lot of changes came out of that. And then more recently, spending time talking about things like how the new interstitials framework works and how the new um, uh, CDM steering pieces work as well. So it's, it's a great opportunity to, to learn and influence the roadmap of HLS. Roger Pantos will obviously be there, Josh Tidsbury as well, um, one of their developer advocates. It's a great group if it's something you're really passionate about. Go. Yeah. I think a similar, so that's Friday. That's the Friday for Demoxed. Mm-hmm. Similar boat is FOM's workshop, the mm-hmm. foundation of open media streaming and standards or standards and streaming. I can't remember which. That's Monday. It's a very similar vibe in the sense of like the people building critical underlying technology and the people using that underlying technology. Mm-hmm. But for that, for that group, it's more browsers. So you got, you know, usually there's a handful of folks actually working on browsers. Uh, all the major ones show up. We've we've been really lucky to have somebody from Safari, somebody from Firefox, somebody from Chrome, and usually like a handful of people from all of them. And then all the folks that are kind of using that. And some amazing stuff like WebETT came out of that group, I believe. I think MSE might have even come out of there. Yeah, I think a lot of MSE was certainly gone into a depth early in the early in the cycle. So if you if you've been wondering like why don't they link to these things in the <laughs> newsletters and stuff. Um, those are very like targeted groups. And so, you know, I, I think anybody, I think they're very welcoming groups, but it's not our place to like invite our entire audience. And they're both of the both of those workshops and groups are workshops. They're intended to be very like, yeah, it's not, you're not going to like necessarily you learn a lot when you're there, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a participatory thing for both of them. Thumbs is very like unconference style, bring a topic, be ready to talk about it. Yeah. So if you're interested in joining, both of those things are very easy to find. FOMS Workshop and HLS Interest Group. If you're interested, you can go find them and sign up. They would love to have you, I'm sure. Uh, some other things happening. Uh, the Women in NB Networking Breakfast, which I managed to put the wrong freaking day on the last newsletter. Uh, usually it's on Tuesday. This mm-hmm. year it's on Wednesday. Or usually it's on the first day of the conference, first morning of the conference. This year it's on the second morning of the conference. That is totally my bad. But it's Wednesday the 25th from 8 to 9 at the venue. Technically, the RSVP form was right. Well, the newsletter was wrong. <laughs> so yeah, the event is open to all who identify as women, non-binary, and or trans. And this one's this year it's organized by some amazing folks in the community who are going to try out some new like semi-structured networking programs around topics. So we're going to try and do like a you say what you're interested in learning about or can speak mm-hmm. about, and then kind of letting people do like a speed networking event where they can go meet and connect with people on, on topics they're interested in. I think it's going to be really interesting and great. Um, I'm excited to hear how it goes. 
what else? We've got some open offices, right? On Tuesday night, must be? Yep. What have we got? Three of them? Three of them, yeah. Well, open office events. Because I, I think only one of them is actually in an office. Is that right? No, two of them. Two of them in our offices. Okay, two of them open offices. Office. That's plural. <laughs> so there's, yeah, the AWS slash Twitch Mixer is at Twitch HQ. The Mux one is at Mux HQ. Uh, we actually don't have an RCP. It's just like 50 Beale Street. <laughs> so I guess you just have to go to 50 Beale Street. Just turn up. This one let you in. <laughs> Show up. <laughs> uh, and then live peers at Bar Via. So that's the only like not open office one. Ooh. But those are always a ton of fun. They are. Yeah. And I think it's both all of them start at six. So it'll probably realistically just be go directly from the last talk to one of these mixers and hang out. Are we gonna do the grilled cheese company again? Because I, I don't think I can deal with the office smelling of grilled cheese for another six months, <laughs> which is what happened last time. One more thing that does spring to mind is one, by the time you're listening to this, there won't be many tickets left. So get them. If you are part of an open source community or if you're just looking to learn and and can't afford to come, let us know. We'll do what we can to help you out. Um, we're always eager to help out however we can there. So let us know. Obviously, yeah, we're on a, a more difficult financial year, but we'll, we're more than happy to still try and make things work there this year. Yeah, a line there, just in case you're curious. It's like, if your company or business is not going to let you expense your ticket, like reach out. We can probably help there. Um, and it's a no-brainer if you're a student or working on open source. Shoot us a note. Just yeah. info at demux.com. Somebody will take care of you. And if you've got that expense credit card, just go straight to tickets.demux.com. Hit like and subscribe and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Don't put your email address in the newsletter, because that <laughs> might not ever get you a newsletter. <laughs> yeah, sign, for the, sign up for the newsletter on demux.com. The other one... Sometime in the next 10 years, you'll get added mm-hmm. to the newsletter mm-hmm. list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. The only thing left is, uh, oh, I was going to say thank you to you and Justin and Victoria for extra hard work this year because I've been busy doing other things. So I'm thankful for the other things you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you're thankful for the other things I'm doing. I'm thankful that you're, you're coming to me and saying, man, Phil, this, this is a lot of stuff you usually do. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Thank you. I always knew it's just harder when I have to do it. Oh, um, weird. Uh. Yeah, huge shout out to everybody that's helped. There's been a ton of like, I was stressing my face off, and a bunch of other people have stepped up to like yeah. ask what they could do. And I've also had people from the community reaching out, just being like, "I know that things are like hard. Are you okay?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, which is so so kind. And that's like something I'd say. Like, I'm I'm excited about seeing everyone again. And as I was as I've been saying to other people lately, like I think what makes us Community and conference special. The talks are all great. All the stuff's amazing. But like the chance to come in and put faces to names and a lot of people that you hear about in the industry that you see and meet, um, they're so welcoming, so kind, so ready to like help you learn and and get your foot in the door for your next thing or whatever else. Um, and I'm just I'm so grateful for the folks that come and attend and speak and yep. help work on this thing and make it happen. And I can't believe we're, we're coming up on nine years of it. So anyway, excited to see everybody. I'm excited to see you in a week. Oh yeah, see you, well, less than a week, but yeah, let's just turn this week. All right, we'll see everybody, see everybody else here in less than a couple weeks. Yeah. See you at Demuxed. That's all we have for today. But as always, we'd love to hear what you thought, even if you disagree. So please reach out on Twitter at Demuxed. To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com. 
And while you're there, be sure to check out their library. It's packed with amazing talks on sales, marketing, product, and general management from founders of developer tools companies and other industry leaders. 